daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation, all designed to help fund women. So how perfect that today our guest is all about helping you to get funding. She is the author of Cracking Crack the Funding Code. Please welcome to the show, author, Judy Robinette. Hi, Judy. How are you? I'm great, Catherine. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for being here. You know, I read the title uh, of your book, uh, saw you on LinkedIn. We have a lot of mutual friends, of course, in the investment world. And I said, I have to have this woman on my show. Uh, you have an incredible background in the investment world. And I want to talk about how you got into that as an angel investor, sitting on the boards of venture capital companies, uh, as the past managing director for Golden Seeds, all of these exciting things that I want to share. And of course, I want to talk about Crack the Funding Code book. Um, but let's talk a little bit about you know your background and how you got into this. So uh, you were sharing with me that you were actually um, born in uh, Washington State, right? Yes, yes. My dad was in the military and and then retired, and we moved back to Idaho, where my my mom's family was uh, uh, from. Cool, and that's where you are now, right? It is. It is. You know, it's where yeah. they filmed Napoleon Dynamite, and I've got six horses in the backyard, along with you know a smattering of ducks, geese, and and uh, chickens. So. I enjoy the country life, though. Typically, I'm in New York, you know, twice a month and at least quarterly in Europe. Oh, that sounds like an amazing life. Um, and then you did a little stint in Salt Lake City. Let's talk about your background and how you got into the investment world. So you've been a CEO of major Fortune 500 companies, of private companies, you know, what was your foray into becoming an angel investor? Because gosh knows we need more women angel investors. So how did you get into this investment world? Yeah, and, and I wasn't CEO of a Fortune 500. Uh, I was CEO of a small public biotech company, but I got into it accidentally. So, uh, you know, when I was um, a vice president of a hospital, I'd given a speech at MIT and someone handed me a newspaper, a Wall Street Journal that had an article on how to be financially independent. And it said, there's five ways, be a doctor, a lawyer, inherit it, marry it. And I thought, well, those are out. <laughs> and number five was start a business. And I thought, how hard could it be? And I went and got a $1.2 million SBA loan and dumb me started a franchise restaurant quickly found out. And I thought I was going bankrupt. I went to a bankruptcy attorney so scared I was shaking in my boots. And he looked at the financials and he said, you're not even close. And I said, I'm broke. And he said, listen, they can break you, but they can't eat you. And that, that was a big lesson for me. I turned it around, sold it. I then started um, helping other companies in trouble, including this uh, small public company that should have never been public, frankly and met with the chairman of the board and, and a couple of his members and gave him advice. And uh, he said, you know, we want you to be the CEO. And I said, oh my goodness, I couldn't be the CEO of a public company. 
And after he said it the third time, I thought, you know, when I was younger, I wished I'd have been born a guy so I could have been a CEO. So I was brave and I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And I raised millions of dollars, uh, you know, got listed, made it through arbitration. Uh, and, and I learned how to raise funding. And when I got out of that stint, I did that for 10 years, I was asked to help Skull Candy, who was an unknown company at the time in Park City, recalled in the founder, had a quarter of a million in sales, products stuck in, in China. Um, and, and I you know, helped him a bit and became fascinated with the startup world and then became um, an, an angel investor by myself, lost about 100,000. Uh, then joined uh, Golden Seeds so I could truly learn how to do due diligence. Uh, but I've always loved particularly a, a challenge and helping women has been a big challenge over the past 20 years. Uh, yeah, and funded. let me interject there since you brought up Golden Seeds and you were the managing director there. I've had Loretta on my show and I think that's a great outfit, what you just said, for, for women who want to learn to become angel investors. There are groups out there like Golden Seeds that you can literally go to and learn from them. So I think so many women don't become angel investors because they don't know where to start. They don't know where to get the training. So that is a wonderful suggestion for people to look that up and go see what training and education. Yeah, and, and Catherine, there's 300 angel groups across the United States, yeah. every single state. And, yeah. and they love to have new members. Uh, you can go and visit. Um, you know, I found out that it's, it's better to learn how to invest and do due diligence uh, and in, in Golden Seeds, we were taught that you have to do 70 hours of due diligence on a company before you get, you know, maybe a five to seven X return. Otherwise, you can flush your money down the toilet. Um, and, and then, you know, I broadened that. I became an advisor to venture capital groups. I've been an advisor to Springboard, which you probably know, founded by Kate Koplovitz. Um, I think we're over 200 strategic cells now and, and well over 20 IPOs. And this is uh, women founders and bless Kay Koplovich. She was really the, the leader and the change agent uh, that, you know, moved this forward. And now Great. I'm just- And I know of her because she has a background in cable, which I have a background oh, in. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. First woman to run her. a billion dollar company. She founded Sci-Fi. Right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, like you said, there's so many angel groups for women. There's no excuse for women not to go into this arena. And like you said, where else could you get a return of five to seven times your money uh, if you know what you're doing? Um, so many women are stuck in, you know, just doing the safe stocks, bonds, real estate. But really, the women making a lot of money are in this arena of angel investing and, and limited partners in a venture capital firm, which gives them a golden opportunity, not only to have a lucrative um, investment, I think you'll agree, but also what an exciting world, isn't it? Isn't it so great getting to hear the pitches and presentations of these brilliant women with these innovative ideas that you get to be the first to hear about? It's incredible, right? Absolutely. And, you know, just in the past week, we've had three women who have become billionaires, uh, you know, Sarah Blankley, founder of, of Spanx, uh, the founder of Bumble, I think her name is Whitney, um, and uh, 123. Uh, Anne check, I think is how you say her name. I know her mother who wrote a book on how to grow great adult children. 
Um, and, you know, so there, there is money, but, you know, typically women didn't take responsibility for money. I mean, I'm 68. I don't remember my mother having a significant role, but now thankfully we have uh, groups that will, will help you. And, and it's easier than you think you do have to, you know, it's a process like anything else learning, uh, but just getting in the ecosystem, other opportunities come up, Catherine. Um, uh, for you, you know, I get sent opportunities to invest that, you know, most people will never, you know, be able to see. Uh, and, and it really is a, an opportunity that will help you grow your wealth over time. Um, and, and also develop key relationships that can help you with your vision. And one important thing that you said is you went to Golden Seeds to learn how to be an angel investor, because you probably scared a few people when you said you lost $100,000 first. <laughs> But you don't have to lose it. I mean, you could just go and, and get this training from any one of these angel groups. Uh, I know we also have a mutual friend here in California, Zandra uh, Laskowski, that has her own OCA uh, angel group. And there's many angel groups out there that uh, no matter where you're located, you could become a part of and educate yourself before you start investing, right? Absolutely. What, what do you think were your mistakes about when you first started, when you lost that money? What, what would Oh, you yeah. Well, I just believed a friend of mine who said, hey, this is a great deal. And, and uh, it wasn't all on one deal, but uh, you know, that, that was a mistake. I didn't really understand how to do due diligence. And, and I needed people that were smarter than me that were specific to a, an industry. I knew biotech medical devices fairly well, but consumer products, uh, which I had invested in and you know, thought it sounded like a great idea. And I fell in love with the CEO. You know, it, it's a, a typical mistake. It's like you're just a charismatic CEO who's out to change the world. And, you know, I was naive and uneducated. Right. And, you know, one of the reasons I think that women are so underfunded is because this is a world unique to them. Uh, that's why I appreciate you writing the book, Crack the Funding Code, because it's talking about, um, what are investors looking for? Uh, how do you get this funding? And that, that's invaluable. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the book and where people can get it. Uh, sure. So, you know, I wrote the book because I traveled the world, um, you know, helping countries improve their entrepreneurial ecosystem. Even with Golden Seeds, we went to India to look at investing in women. And I was always uh, a bit heartbroken at these really brilliant women who didn't understand how the ecosystem of investing worked. And, you know, most of the books that were out there were just nice, you know, kind of platitude books. It didn't have nuts and bolts how to do it. So I determined I wanted to do this to educate people so they really understood, you know, how to put forth a, a powerful story and literally to get in the right room to the right people. So most people hadn't heard of family offices uh, you know, back in the day when I started doing investing, angel groups made fun of them and said, you know, those guys are going to lose their money. They don't know what they're doing. And uh, of course, they've become very proficient now in investing. And, uh, you know, there's 6,000 family offices worldwide, um, sovereign wealth funds that control roughly 11 trillion, which is 8% of the global GDP are now doing direct deals uh, down through all the way down to uh, startup companies. And there's $376 trillion globally. So there's no lack of money. 
but it yeah, really I think you posted that yesterday. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to follow you on LinkedIn, you put up the best post. Uh, I love, you know, all the statistics you put up. I think that was just yesterday you put about how many billions and trillions are available yeah. now in the venture world, unlike before. And do you feel like, uh, you know, since women have been getting less than 2% of the venture capital, do you think that that's changing? Because what I'm seeing around the globe is more and more women are starting their own venture funds. So I'm starting to see a little turn of the tide. What do you think? Yes. And I think there's some early reports saying that it will really show up that it really took off um, this year. Um, and, you know, thankfully, we have a lot of women who have had successful exits who are going back and saying, you know, I'm going to start a fund and, and help other other women. So I think it is turning around. And of course, having uh, William uh, or billionaires uh, on the scene makes the guys think maybe they should look closer instead of losing money. Yeah, I mean, uh, women tend to be more successful uh, given the chance. They're just not always given the chance. And, you know, so many innovations and cures, I always say, rest in the hands of some brilliant women. And if they don't get funding, it really will impact the world uh, in, in, a, in a way that uh, is not a positive one. So, you know, we really need to get behind women. And most of the people that I'm talking to are women, women entrepreneurs. They either need funding or they're in a position to give funding. And so we need more women in the investment world. We need young women getting into these venture capital firms on a on a working basis, being hired by them so that they impact the decisions and move their way up. And then we need women that have some uh, funds to branch out into this world. And, um, you know, even even women that don't have a lot of money could at least jump into maybe a equity crowdfunding or something just to get started in, in investing in another woman. Uh, but I do think every woman out there needs to think about part of their portfolio needs to be investing in another woman. That's what's going to solve this issue. Because with 98% of the men at being men at the at the investment table, you know, it's no wonder we're not getting funded. As you and I both know, people tend to invest in people they identify with. So we need more women investors. And I'm glad we're having this conversation today. Um, for those that want to uh, get funding, uh, I suggest they pick up your book, which is Crack the Funding Code, and they'll get tips and ideas of what investors are looking for, right? Absolutely. I decided I wanted to do an actual roadmap that helped people understand. Um, and, and, you know, it is so important to build strategic relationships before you need money. And, to, uh, and, and also many people make the mistake of, uh, you know, doing their pitch in front of angels before they've done it in, in front of other people. It really is a process that the pitch changes, your story pivots, gets stronger. You know, I suggest you find another entrepreneur, a, a lawyer, banker, someone who already works in, in the area uh, that you get some expertise so you don't waste any of that social capital. And that, you know, you do a Google search and find out some of your local regional angel groups and also the incubators. There's over a thousand of those globally. They're all there to help you. And so is the SBA, the Small Business Development Centers. There's one in every single county in the United States plus SCORE. Those are free, amazing resources that you can use. And, you know, women typically don't ask. And we have to ask. 
uh, research actually shows if you ask, you're seen as more competent. Uh, that makes total sense. And you're right. That is uh, something in our culture that we don't really raise women to um, ask or even receive. Uh, so it's something that they definitely need to work on and, and be aware of. It's something culturally that we have to instill in the young women in our uh, culture for future generations. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. You know, you've been featured uh, in Forbes and Bloomberg and all of these, Wall Street Journal, all these different um, financial entities. Um, what is always the best advice that you can give to someone who's seeking funding? Um, you know, the, the first one is get some advisors, some people who have done it before and make sure that that pitch deck is the strongest story that you can convey. And, you know, the, there's two reasons startups fail, and this comes from Paul Graham, co-founder of Y Combinator. The first one is lack of a customer. The second one's lack of funding. So, you know, the biggest mistake is building something nobody wants to buy. And if they don't wanna buy it, then you just have a hobby. And so you need to make sure you have that product market fit uh, but get help early, early on so you don't waste time or, or resources. That makes perfect sense. You know, sitting on the board of some of these big uh, venture capital firms like Illuminate and uh, Springboard, um, what kind of uh, opportunities have you seen come across that have really been something that you have gotten behind and invested in and are really excited about? Can you share that with us? Uh, probably not from those funds, but I certainly can. I, you know, I, I really like uh, fintech and, and I, I really like biotech, uh, particularly medical devices. And um, I have several of those. I, I helped the founder of Borders Books and Music on, on his last deal and um, anxious for, for that stock. Um, he, he's had two exits that have gone through an IPO. So it's always fun to watch, as I call it, the green banana ripen so that you, you have a, a successful exit. Um, I made the mistake of not putting money in Skull Candy. I, I should have. But uh, after that mistake, I became much wiser. Yeah, uh, it, it, I do think that people learn by trial and error. Um, and, you know, they could go in with not a huge investment, but um, it is a learning curve. You know, there's different ways to invest from, you know, a, a safe to the convertible notes to, you know, hope, you know, investing in a company that you think is going to go public or, you know, series A, B, C, you know, there's a lot to learn, but it's, you know, it's learnable and it can be fun and you meet other amazing women. I do find that I meet the most incredible women in this investment arena, like yourself, uh, by just being in this investment world. Uh, it's incredible. You get to meet not the amazing investors, you get to meet the amazing creators and innovators. Um, it's, it's a wonderful world for people to step into and they're really missing out if, if they don't at least try it out. Um, Absolutely. There's no lack of innovation. There's no cap on innovation. Richard Branson said, you know, if you miss a deal, don't worry. It's like a bus. There's an, a new one on every corner. <laughs> right, right. Um, and there is a risk factor. But don't you think when you go to a established um, angel group that it's being vetted by very smart people? And so you can 
you know, kind of ride that wave with them as you learn, don't you think? Absolutely. Gangels, which you're probably familiar with. Um, you know, I'm good friends with the, the, the founders. They will call me about deals. I'll see deals and send to them. Yeah. They have invested 840 million this past year. You know, they syndicate deals, uh, which means they work with other angel groups, early stage VCs, even yeah. family offices. Yeah, I'm actually and, uh, talking to Lorenzo this week, and their focus is on the LGBTQ community, right? Yeah, not yeah. exclusively, but but yes, that's how yeah. they they started. Uh, Karitsu is a great organization, and uh, one of my friends runs all of their their due diligence. He would be great um, to have on as a, a guest. Um, they have invested thirty million annually for the past three or four years, and so these are the bigger players that are out there. And uh, again, it is fun. Robert Padulo, who uh, is with the Harvard Club, plus does the due diligence for Karitsu, is just a great guy. And his, he and his wife, Angel, are working on a platform that will help women learn how to invest. Oh, I love that. Well, also, uh, most of the universities now are having alumni venture clubs. Uh, I noticed yes. mine does. The University of Florida has a, a new angel investor uh, group for alumni. And so, you know, whatever college you went to probably has some sort of program now. So it's great that it's becoming uh, more mainstream because it gives more capital, more access to more people, people of color, LGBTQ, uh, women, uh, all of the underserved communities that have not been able to get the funding. So it is exciting time to see it start to move in the right direction. But I always say my audience can always be part of the solution by participating. Absolutely. It's absolutely critical. You know, we need to get those dollars in the hands of, of female founders and, you know, prepare for that next generation. Absolutely. I want to mention that you have another book that's also been in the top 10 business books, uh, which is How to Be a Power Connector. And I, like you, think uh, connecting uh, people, connecting this person with that person uh, is one of the most magical things that we can do. I always say to everybody, it's free and it's so rewarding and there's no better feeling, right, than when you connect the right person to the other right person. So I love that your other book is about that power connecting. Yeah. I, and, you know, my first book was going to be How to Get Funded, but I would put a list of people I was going to interview, Reuben Abraham, who I'd met in Delhi, who raises George Soros funds and many others. And my agent called me and said, gee, you must have gone to Stanford or Harvard. And I said, nope. And she said, how do you know these people? And I told her and she goes, oh, we're going to do a book on networking. And I said, no, icky, manipulative, not going to do it. And she came up with, you know, how to be a power connector. And I didn't think it would sell. And I get emails daily from around the world saying it changed people's lives because, you know, no lack of money, information, ideas, but they're all attached to a human being. But again, you have got to ask, share your story with people. And then, you know, I have the two golden questions. Ask, what other ideas do you have for me? Which is an easy ask. Most people are happy to help with that. And then the other one is, who else do you know I should talk to? And that allows you to get to places you would have never dreamed of. And as long as you realize, you know, 95% of the people out there are good. Most of them will help. It's, you know, avoiding the, the bad actors, the dark triad of narcissistic, sociopath, Machiavellian. And so you just kind of listen to your heart or as, as uh, Oprah says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. 
so lots of good people out there and you should go for your dream. And the interesting thing about what you just said is you're, you know, somebody listening might say, well, if they knew someone I could, they could connect me to, they would tell me. And the interesting thing is, no, you really yeah. have to ask them. And then they think about it and say, oh yeah, by the way, I could connect you to so-and-so. So that ask really is the key. And that's the biggest takeaway from today is to ask and then also check out Crack the Funding Code to know what investors are actually looking for. It's so important to understand their mindset and how better than someone who is a seasoned uh, investor like Judy. Judy, where can they find you? Uh, tell us your website and your social so we can find you. Yeah, it's just Judy Robinette. And uh, my email is Judy at JudyRobinette.com. No E on the end. And I'm on uh, LinkedIn and happy to answer questions for folks. Yeah, and I'll like send it. some stuff for the show notes that will help people. Great. And then also, uh, you know, like I said, you give great posts. So definitely you're going to want to follow Judy on LinkedIn. Uh, she always has the latest and greatest statistics on what's happening in the investment world and great tips about it. Um, so happy to have you on the show. Of course, everybody can uh, also uh, follow me on social at Instagram for uh, Catherine Gray, invest in her. Um, and also our She Angel investors on Facebook and Twitter and um, LinkedIn. Uh, personal, uh, my personal profile is on LinkedIn. And then you can visit our website, sheangelinvestors.com to get our free download on six ways to fund your business. We all know that it's all about helping each other. Uh, like we just said in our closing statements, it is definitely about being a power connector and not dreading that, but actually looking forward to that. What more fun can you have than power connecting with incredible women in the investment world and the exciting things that they're doing like Judy Robinette. So thank you so much, Judy, for being on the show. Uh, we'll be following you on LinkedIn and uh, everybody make it a great week. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.